Went to learn another mimer in this uh, safer about the Friedrich Rebbe's visit to Chicago. Uh, this mimer went to learn was said on the day of the anniversary of the previous Rebbe's passing on the 10th of Shvat. And uh, before it was uh, known as the anniversary, the previous Rebbe's passing was also the anniversary of the passing of his grandmother, Rebetzin Rivka the wife of the Marash. So let's get right to it. <clears throat> this mimer is based on a posik, a, a teaching of the Gemara. You should not begin to pray unless you are first in a state of Kovid Reish. Kovid Reish usually is, means to be very serious, to daven, to be earnest. And uh, this mimer is going to explain what that, what that means. What is, the, what is the meaning of stand to pray with a state of seriousness? Another place in Gemara it says you should stand to pray with joy. And in Shulchan Arach, in the Code of Jewish Law, it says when you begin to pray, you're supposed to think about certain verses, like, for example, uh, Apostolic and Ashrei, uh, how Hashem always listens to us when we call out to Him, um, how Hashem listens to us as soon as we, we ask for things, and, and you should begin to pray with a sense of joy that you're sure Hashem is listening to you. At the same time, the Gemara says you're supposed to pray with a sense of seriousness. So, so in in Tanya, the Alter Rebbe says that there's a time during the week where you should focus on on self introspection on Thursday night, and in general, in the morning should be should should you should um, uh, you can't really switch so quickly from being a state of seriousness and introspection to a state of joy. So he says once a week on Thursday night be introspective, and the rest of the time in the morning uh, focus on the joy. But um, here we're going to see another. Another take on the meaning of Kavid Resh, and uh, let's go right to it. Darfim Fashtein, Vos Min Kavid Resh, what is the meaning of the words Kavid Resh? Literally, Kavid Resh means heaviness of the head. Don't pray to Hashem unless you haven't had your coffee yet. That's what it sounds like. You haven't had your coffee yet, and you have a heavy head, and you have a headache. Ah, now you're ready to daven. Obviously, it's not what it means. Rashi Zokt, as Kavid Resh, Minachlava Shiflis. Rashi says, Heaviness of the head means a sense of humility, a sense of lowliness. We're using two words. Rashi employs the words hachna and the word shiflus, which sound very similar in their translation. Humility and lowliness. So the Rebbe is going to tell us that they're, they're, they're different, and they have similarities, but they're different. Hachna, humility, it means to be humble because of something physical. And shiflus, lowliness, is more appropriate in a spiritual context. Hachna and shiflus These two forms of COVID of, reish uh, have different causes which cause them to happen. Different things will bring them out. The reason why a person is in a state of hachna is because of something that happened to his his body, or or something that happened to things which are more earthy, things which are more physical. And a person is crushed because of something that happened to him in a material way, in a very physical way. God forbid something happens to someone's children or his parnasa, or to his health, so that, that causes him to become subdued. 
as we see clearly, as a field even someone who is a strong person and has inborn uh, strength. That was going to first explain to us what strength means, and then we're going to go back to how even this person who is strong, when something happens to his parnasa or to his health or to his children, he becomes subdued. Last week I was by this doctor. Oh, it should be a crime. The doctor says, you know, your children, I think I told this to you, your children are suffering. You know, the doctor doesn't want to tell you some bad news. They say, this is telling me this. You know, this, this, this test is telling me this. I never heard that before, that, this expression. I know that, that that's what they do sometimes, these doctors. This is telling me. This examination is telling me your children have, that your son has myopia. So I'm like, what is that? Yeah, near side, like, okay. <laughs> so scary. Anyways, so so, uh, so even when someone is a strong person and he has inborn strength, resilience, strength is not a good is not a good trait or a bad trait. Nor is mer but comparing it to weakness, strength is considered something better. There are some people which are naturally very weak. This weakness is not in their limbs of, the, of their body that they, they can't bench press uh, too many pounds. It's not that their, their, their body's limbs are weak. Rather, weakness of spirit. What is weakness of spirit? When he wants something, he wants it in a weak way. Take the next page. And therefore, even when he actually does desire something, he may not actually make a move to get what he wants. And even if he does make a move, he makes a move in a weak way. Because he's a weak person. So even when he wants something, first of all, he okay, I want it, so what? I wanted something else. And he gives it up. But... Even if he does have the courage to actually make the first move, his move is a weak move. Or if he decides this thing isn't good for me, I don't want this. His saying I don't want it is also weak. And even though he doesn't want to do it, it's very easy to convince him to do it. He says, I don't want to, but oh, you don't want to. And if he has some someone uh, you know influencing him, he will change his mind. When Isaiah is in Alts is that Isaiah So in everything, this guy is very weak. He, when he wants something, it's weak, and when he doesn't want something. He says, "I don't want to do this." This also is both yeah Both his yes and his no are the same. His yes is weak, and his no is weak. So it's it's the same kind of thing. It's a very uh, marshmallow dick. The reason why he is weak is not because his logic that's fueling his yes and fueling his no is weak. He has actually uh, substantial reasons for saying yes and substantial reasons for saying no, and they're resolute. Those are, those are resolute reasons why this should be okay and this should be not okay. So why is it weak? Why is his decision weak? The reason why he's weak is not because the reasons, the logic, and what made him make those decisions is weak. Rather, it's because of his nature itself is weak. His logic 
he understands really well why this thing is really good and this thing isn't. Next page. Because of the weakness of his nature, he's weak. Both to do what he does want and not to do what he doesn't want, it's, it's his nature is weak. So it's not that the logic that he has that's motivating him is weak. He, it's absolutely clear to him why he should do A and why he shouldn't do B, but his nature is weak and therefore he, he, he doesn't really carry through in his decisions. Compare him to someone who has a strong nature. Whatever he wants, he wants with power. Whatever he doesn't want, he also doesn't want it, and there's a force there. There are um, super principles in our character, and then there are offshoots. Strength and weakness are, are auxiliary attributes. They're not, they're not the source of the actual... Um, uh, they're not their actual principal character traits. They're just, they're just sort of like accessory... Uh, character traits. There is what's next? Here, like a safer. No coffee. But you know what you could do? You could have instant coffee. I'll, I'll wait for. I'll go have coffee. There is no coffee destined in this place for you. That's not instant. Ah, uh, sorry. I'll go, I'll go to McDonald's after. Hmm? How about how about um? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Rather, maybe the worst thing that ever happens to me, right? I think you should go for instant coffee. That's what I would say. Okay. Um, there are, we learned about uh, different um, things in our makeup. We learned a, you know, a few discourses ago about fire, water, wind, and earth. Morning. And uh, we learned about how, in addition to those uh, different um, character traits, fire, water, wind, and earth, is also this, there's 10 spheres, there's 10 different uh, soul powers. So now we're saying that these ten soul powers also have. There's. Oh, want to take a safer? It's free. There's also an auxiliary. Uh, uh, attribute, and that is that each of these things could be weak or strong. Like you, for example, Mark. Um, you were asking me last week about chapter three and Tanya. Uh, you were asking about the seven doubles. Remember that? The author speaks about the seven mother, three mothers and the seven doubles. Yes, 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 yes. So, so one of the reasons why they're called doubles, the seven character traits are called doubles, because each of them could exist in a strong way or in a weak way. So that's what we're saying in this course, this course here. Some people, they, they have it's a, a kindness or a rejection, whatever the character trait is, they can exist in two different planes. You could have, say, yes, and it's a weak yes, say no, it's a weak no, or conversely, it could be strong. Depends upon your nature. On page 103. These character traits of weakness or strength of character are only auxiliary attributes. They just implement what the other attributes are, are dictating. They are only servicing that which those primary attributes are dictating. Love and reverence are principal um, attributes. Those are part of the of your actual soul. But strength and weakness, those are only auxiliary attributes that help carry out what you're afraid of or what you love to actually make that happen. 
I'm not sure if what Rebbe is referring to is Netzach or not, but in general, Chassidus says that there is the, in, in, in the, uh, the Zohar says that there is, there is Gufa, there's a Varmi Gufa. There is the body itself of the soul, so to speak, and there is what's lower than the body. So the principal character traits of our, the, the most important ones are Chesed, Gvur, and Teferis. Uh, and then there's Netzach and Yisrael, which carry through that which you love, that's what you fear, and you can actually go the extra mile and to get what you love or not get what you, or, 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 or stay away from that what you're afraid of. So Netzach and Yisrael are, are carrying through on those, on those um, decisions. So it could be that Netzach and Yisrael, how much Netzach you have means how strong you are, how, how strong your character is. It could be that's what Rebbe is referring to. But he doesn't name Netzach and, and Yisrael over here by name. So it could be something else. But either way, he says that there are some people which are weak, some people which are strong, and although they have the same decision and the same reason for their decisions, one of them is going to make that decision with weakness, the other will make with power. Is in the me is taken Is I know to our Western ears, it sounds like strength is really a great thing and weakness is, 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 is terrible. But uh, the Rebbe says that neither of them are, are considered a good character trait. It's just that strength is better than weakness. Because when you're in a state of weakness, if that's your character, if you're a weak person, even when you do what you're supposed to, you do it in a weak-willed manner. However, whenever you, if you have strength, whatever you do is with the strength. When Hashem has blessed someone with a resolute nature, a gebor in the shtarkeit, an innate resolve, as an Allah zayna inyon afirtim zich metashkoyish shtarkeit, that whenever he does, he does it with a great resoluteness. Is men rachmonol atzan vachas v'shom Hashem is baruch to brechtem and gashpis to gezachen. Even this person who is so strong, when God forbid Hashem breaks him in something material, ilamashol. Orem kaita the crown, chasashom, he becomes poor. Chasashom, someone in his family gets sick. So even though this person is so strong, but when something, when he gets a patch, when he gets a hit in his gezunt, or hit in his health, chasashom, he'll hit in his parnasa, he becomes subdued. So in, in short, what do we say in this, in this first chapter of this discourse? Kitzer, page one, page 105. Hachno means humility, and shiftless means lowliness. These are two powers in the soul which have two different causes. The reason for a person being having hachna, being subdued, is because he's got he got broken in something material, something that hurt his children or his health or his parnasah. Even someone who has a very strong nature. Versus givisin yonim is take of a man when in certain things having strength is a great virtue. Is venashem is baruch to brachtem chatzasholim is gashmas b'tarnichna. Despite that, when he gets hit and broken in something physical chatzasholim, he gets subdued. So that's the uh, end of the first chapter. Just want to point out that Rebbe says that strength of character is sometimes a virtue. When do you think it's not a virtue? <laughs> Strength of character is always a virtue. You, you, you feel a yes is a yes, a no is a no. When is, a, when is that strength not a virtue? If you're wrong. Huh? If you're wrong. If you're wrong. The Rebbe actually says that even if you're right. Tez and Gemara, a person should always be soft like a reed and even... Uh, uh, 
soft like a reed, never hard like a cedar. Even even when you're when you're right, Rebbe says you shouldn't you shouldn't be hard like a cedar. You should be soft like a reed. Okay, you should be hard like a, hard like a cedar. If you're right, you should go all the way. Right, you you should stay strong. So there's, there's a difference between um, some people have uh, shock observers. Teddy Roe, President Teddy Roe. You know, you know we have a shock observer. A shock observer. Some yeah. people when, when you drive in the road, like you, you feel every bump in the road. Some people they don't feel every bump in the road when they drive because they have shock observers in their car, right? Right. Some That's people right. also in life also when they have this tiniest thing that that, that that's not the way they want it. Right away they go from from zero to, to sixty with uh, and, and they get they get right away upset when things aren't the way they want them to be, right? Some people are, are, are softer and they're, and they're able to, to handle different things that aren't the way they want them to be. So, so toikif, strength, is a great thing when you have a, a mitzvah you want to do and you want to go all the way in that mitzvah. But, but socially, uh, it could be a fault. It could be a fault. You, you're trying to, to engage with someone and you're, uh, and you're not able to engage with them because you have their opinion. Your opinion, they have their opinion. You can't even, like, you can't even like, like, uh, hear the other opinion because you're just, you want this to be a certain way. So like it's whatever you want is abrasive. Whatever you want is is so. Ari doesn't agree. Okay, no problem. Tell me why. Anyway, so so but in general, there says that there are many things that strength is a good character. Many things it's not. But either way, whether you have a strong char- strong nature or a weak nature, you, you, when you get hit, you get hit. Um, I think another important point over here, Stam, just to see this. A lot of things which you learn very parenthetically. Here we're seeing an amazing thing that you, you you think you have a reason to do something and you agree this is the right thing to do and yet because of where you are you won't carry through on it with it. It's not because of the logic that you have it's not, it's missing something. You have perfectly sound reasons to make the next step, but another thing that you need in order to carry through and that is you need to be strong in in what you're doing. As we learned a few weeks ago, being strong means that you're that you're not just there's a a, there's a line we learn in in, um, in Pirkei Avis. The line is, when the place there are no men, try to be a man. If you're not a man, then you're not a man. Uh, what do you mean try to be a man? Or it says another place in Pirkei Avis, uh, use the expression of Pirkei Avis, a gibber, a mighty person. A mighty person, says doesn't mean someone who is... Has, has, has can bench press a lot of pounds. A mighty person is someone who's able to bring out their inner strength. That's the meaning of might. Might means you're able to access your inner kachas, your inner strength. Everyone has, Hashem gives an Hashem inner strength. But toikif, power, means you're able to bring that out. Not everyone can bring that out. Perhaps that's related to the Mimer Olympic before, that when you think about what's really going on, what, what, the, what, what, what the playing field is, so then that summons inner strength to that. Anyways, so that's the meaning of of hachna. Uh, it's the first word that Rashi uses to describe kaved reish. And hachna means that you're broken. Why you're broken? You're broken because of something physical. Now we're going to go to shiflos. Next chapter. Another meaning of kaved reish is now why are you lowly? Not because of something physical, but because of something uh, spiritual. The the cause of shiflos is also brokenness, but not crushing the body spiritually. When you get broken physically, that causes you to have hachna, not shiflos. Rebbe said that when a poor person has, has um, goes, recounts in his mind all of his difficulties, he doesn't need to think too deeply for him to start crying. Immediately he thinks about where he is, Starts to cry. 
moment he remembers his poverty, without any experience, without any depth, just remembering what state he's in, he cries immediately from the depth of his heart with great bitterness. And he becomes subdued in a way that's recognizable. Every moment, movement you see in him, this guy just, just going through that, 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 that memory, he's become completely transformed and totally broken. That's what Achno is. But the kind of brokenness that shiftless is about is not being broken because of something physical, something that affected your health, or your shiflus. Rather, it's a spiritual thing that breaks the person to become totally humbled. He feels lower than everybody else. He feels, when he is in a state of shiflus, that everybody, even a simple person, is higher than him. Besides the fact that he sees the good in others, and he sees a negative in himself, he says the other person's good is more, he sees that with a magnifying glass, and he sees his own faults also in the magnifying glass. As the previous chapter said, we discussed on Shabbos, the previous said that in the Sefer Torah, there are three size, sizes of the letters. There are average size letters, small letters, and big letters. The previous says that also a human being, a Jew, is compared to a Torah. And you have faults and you have, def- and you have virtues. So he says, your deficiencies you have to see with big letters. And your virtues you should see with small letters. And someone else's virtues you should see with big letters. And their faults you should see with small letters. So that's what kind of person does that? Someone who is very humbled. When he thinks about the other person's virtues and he thinks about his own faults, that brings him to be very low-spirited. But this lowliness of spirit is not noticed in his body. Unlike when he gets hurt in Parnassa, then he, you could see it in his body, his, his physical features, his, his mannerisms are changing. When he becomes upset about something that affected his, his uh, spiritually, he just feels lower than other people, he feels like, like he, he's missing something spiritually, it's not as noticeable. By, by the infinite, it's not as noticeable as when he gets hurt in Parnassa or in Gesund. Rather, it's a state of the spiritual dejection, he becomes meek. He makes him, makes him bitter. He's bitter about where he is spiritually. Is there anything wrong with that, though? Or, or he's he's, he's saying, saying there's a positive thing about this. There, there was um, a uh, woman in Russia, in, in, in uh, Odessa, uh, who spoke to Rabbi Shapiro when he visited Russia. Rabbi Shapiro is the, is the Rosh Hashiva of the Shiva Dale in Miami. And uh, the Rebbe sent him once to go to Russia. When he went to Russia, he visited this lady in Odessa. And she told him, in a matter-of-fact way, about uh, the baby that she had. She had a baby that was born around uh, Yom Kippur time, a little, little, a little before Yom Kippur, a few weeks before Yom Kippur. And he had visited them around Purim time. And uh, she said, he asked her about the bris of the child. There's no male in Odessa. 
So how did she get, how did she, uh, get, get the child to have a circumcision? So she said that what they do usually in, in cities where there's no Brit, with no moil, they wait till the child is a little older, so the child can travel, and the mother can travel, and they bring the child to a place to see which, ha- which has a male. But uh, she said to Ray Shapiro, like, naturally, like, but how could he, but how could he not have a bris before Yom Kippur? How could he do that, a bris before Yom Kippur? So, so, but she said, she took, she took a train, a 24-hour train, to go from Odessa to Moscow, and she went right after she gave birth, because she just felt, how can I go without, without, without a uh, circumcision. circumcision? And she took the child to a male in Moscow, and the second the child had a bris, she went right back on the train, went 24 hours, 24 hours back to, to Odessa. So then he asked her, which mikveh do you use? There's no mikveh in Odessa. So she says she goes to the Black Sea. The Black, yeah. Yeah, the Black Sea. It's very cold, freezing cold. And that's what she does. So she has to ask her, how can you go? It's freezing cold. She says, well, what are, of course, what, what else am I supposed to do? So, um, so Rabbi Shapiro was very, very touched by this. And when he reported to the Rebbe about his trip, he didn't mention the story, even though he was very touched. He just forgot to mention the story. So this, but he wanted the Rebbe to hear it right away. So he called the Rebbe's secretary, Big Groner, and asked Big Groner to relate to the Rebbe this, uh, this, uh, this story, these stories. So the Rebbe said to Rabbi Groner, tell him he should tell this story to the local Bali Messias Nefesh, to the local people, people in, in town who say that they're Bali Messias Nefesh, they're the ones who are sacrificed for Yiddishkeit, tell them, tell these stories to these to the local guys. They should realize what real Messias Nefesh is, in other words. So, um, I'm, I'm saying this story in context of what we're learning about over here, that there's, there's hachna and there's shiflos. There's, there's, there's being broken in a physical, bodily way, that you're pasha, something affects your health, hachna and And think about this lady who... She was broken in a physical way because she, she just had a baby. But, but what made her go the extra mile or beyond the extra mile to go take on that train and bring her child to have a bris before Yom Kippur, she felt like, she felt like my child's not going to have a bris before Yom Kippur. It's, it's, it's a different kind of feeling. It's a different kind of, 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 of humility. It's, it's, it's a whole different sense. That's shiflos. That's shiflos. She feels my child's missing, missing, a, missing a bris. It's uh, it's not it's not a physical uh, having a baby is it, that, that's a physical you know phenomena, but her her need that the child should have a bris that's that's a ruchnistic a brokenness my child needs a bris that's 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 something else. Where are we going with all this stuff? I mean, okay, I, I hear what you're saying. She, it was important for her. But What's the point of all this? We're, talk, we're talking about but before davening, preceding davening, there needs to be a sense of lowliness and, and humility. And we're in the middle of the subject. We haven't finished it yet. We're, we started this discourse describing what exactly is lowliness and what is humility and, what is, and how is that relevant before davening. That's where we're going. This is only for davening. For davening, right. Recording stopped. Usually when you daven, you are kind of on the humble side.